0: Welcome to Beer Me. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So I'm very excited uh, this week for our show We have Chris Shields. He is the Director of Education from Rheingeist Brewing in Cincinnati, Ohio. I've been a longtime fan of the brewery, but Chris is, being the Director of Education, we will have the opportunity to talk about my favorite topic in beer, which is education. I feel like education is the most crucial component of moving craft beer forward and continuing to better that community um, in every aspect, uh, from education of the staff to education of the guests. No education is wasted, so I'm excited to dive in. Chris, thank you so much uh, for joining the show today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for, for having me.
0: So before we get into how vital education is, how much you do for education, and all the exciting things, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your background?
1: Yeah, uh, I always joke. Uh, I, I got into the craft beer world professionally, wh- what I call the old fashioned way, uh, which is just uh, drinking beer and exploring, and then eventually uh, started home brewing and just a, a thirst for trying new styles and everything I can get my hands on. Uh, I'm from North Carolina, and when I was coming of age, uh, beer was limited to 6% alcohol by volume in the state. And uh, when that law was finally changed with pop the cap, uh, it really flooded a bunch of beer, both home homegrown in North Carolina and from other places. Uh, you know, before that we had one Sierra Nevada beer, we had paleo and that was it because it wasn't worth it for them to send anything else. So as all these beers started coming into the market, I, I, just was, you know, ravenously trying to try everything and, and understand what I liked and what I didn't. That kind of got me on the path of home brewing and trying to make these things on my own. And then I had a friend start a brewery and I, I joined as employee number one for a, uh, uh, sadly now gone, but small production brewery in North Carolina where I kind of uh, eventually was doing all the brewing, most, a lot of the production. Uh, found my way uh, to Cincinnati, uh, my wife got a job in Cincinnati. I'd never been to Ohio, um, but I'm totally in love. Uh, Cincinnati is fantastic. And I joined Rheingeist as a brewer first and uh, helped develop our Cidergeist uh, cider program, brewed for a couple of years. And then as, as Rheingeist grew, we, we kind of decided that we, we needed somebody to kind of take the reins on teaching our team. Is kind of how my role started and educating folks about beer. I've been involved with the Cicerone program for uh, sort of involved, not, not by any uh, employment, but just uh, interacting with the Cicerone program for over a decade and just uh, started with that and bringing an education to our team. And that's sort of slowly grown and morphed and the, I feel like 100 iterations of what my job actually looks like. But we can talk about all that. And that's kind of kind of where it got me here. So yeah, and production background, but I've always kind of loved, uh, I think, coming from a small brewery where you do a little bit of everything. Uh, when I came to Rheingeist and was brewing, I, I missed some of that, some of that interaction with the public, with um, you know uh, our, our accounts and, and just people coming in the tap room that I had when I was at a smaller brewery. I, it's nice to get back to some of that.
0: Nice. So I kind of want to dig into why education is so important so when you were in production at Rheingeist how did you all realize that there was a need for education for your staff and when when I say staff are you educating like the guest facing staff this is like the taproom staff that is selling the beer or the production team like where like kind of how did this start to bubble up
1: yeah so um I'll have to. I definitely want to credit uh, uh, Jim Matt, who is our founding brewer. He is a uh, chemist by training, but uh, was the first kind of head brewer we had when we opened up. And he's still at the company. He's our chief science officer now. Um, so he also had uh, kind of a, a passion for, for education. And when I joined, given my background, um, I have uh, some academic background and, and some teaching background. So bringing bringing that as well. Him and I had a lot of conversations about um, bringing that to the team. Um, originally, that was everybody. Um, we, we did, it uh, started off with just informal, like, hey, come hang out with a couple of the brewers. It was usually me and Jim or maybe uh, one of the other brewers. And people would, we would just talk about the beers that we were making um, really informally. And just as we grew, we realized, you know, okay, we, we've, okay we've hired a new accountant. Um, they may not be a beer expert you know what they're really good at is accounting um, and and that's really important for to the, to the business but being a brewery we wanted to share what we're passionate about and and for the most part people are interested uh, not everybody but that's okay um, and and it kind of grew from there uh, now uh, kind of you know five-ish years into sort of really a more formal education program we we uh, we do basic beer training for everybody that's customer-facing, but we take a pretty broad uh, approach to that. So uh, bartenders, our private event staff, and anybody on, that's part of our sales team, um, all of our delivery drivers, our people that work at our merchandise store, our security guards. Um, so yeah, pretty much if you see a customer, and that could be the public or uh, a or retail customer, uh, you're going through our uh, basic training and it's, it's kind of, uh, revolves around the Cicerone certified beer server, mm-hmm. um, which I, you know, it's just a good, you know, uh, Cicerone doesn't pay me to say this or anything, but I, <laughs> it's a good baseline, right? Uh, no, it's great. And it's nice. And it's nice for people to be able to take that with them. Uh, you know, I always joke, like if I just came up with like Chris's Rheingeist server certification, nobody cares. Um, you know, especially with, you know, our bar staff or our sales team as they, they grow. And, and sometimes unfortunately leave us for, for new places and, and new roles. Um, they still have that certification that they can kind of keep with us. Are
0: you at the brewery today? Is this the... I,
1: I am at the brewery <laughs> and apparently we're moving all kinds of things. So I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, it's I good. Know, it's, uh, it's the, it's yeah, the, it's the, the it's, real it's, noises of it's the authentic. brewery. Authentic, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. We
1: open at noon, so
0: uh, I gotcha.
1: Probably moving stuff out of the way.
0: It's a real, it's a real deal. Um, the real so deal. <laughs> I want to go back to when you know you and Jim were just doing a very, very casual beer training of Hey, guys, come let's talk about some beers that we're brewing. What did you notice the benefits were of doing that with your staff?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the, the the top line benefit, I think, is something that we, we've we been constantly searching for, and I think a lot of people are, are searching for, is just connecting people from around the building. Um, everybody was welcome. We would have bartenders. We would have people from the warehouse, sales team, production. Everybody was just kind of getting together and, and having a beer. And that's a lot easier the smaller your company is. Um, mm-hmm. And as you grow, that becomes harder to kind of hold on to that that cross-departmental flow of information. And we just sort of bracketed that around learning about the beers that we were making. The other thing is, you know, yeah, people are maybe familiar with pale ale, but you know, I mean, we've been making an English style dark mild for seven and a half years, and not everybody's familiar with that style. So being able to, to educate our team whether you're part of our sales team or not, people are asking you about beer. You know, uh, if you work at a brewery, people are going to ask questions about the beer. They don't care that uh, you, you know. If your response is just, "Oh, well, i I work in the warehouse," they're like, "Yeah, but at a brewery." So tell me about truth, or tell me about you know what you're making. So that's sort of our the sort of motivation is. I always say I want people to be able to answer the first question. Um, I don't expect everybody to be an expert, but. I want you to be able to hit that first question. And then you can come talk to me if some, one of your friends or your, your, your uncle asks you some crazy question, you know, come talk to me. We'll get it figured out. But just having that little bit of confidence and a little bit of understanding, it, it connects people to, to the brewery. Sure, it's better for the bartenders to be able to talk about the beer and, and explain it to customers. But, you know, they're, they're kind of doing that anyway, right? I mean, they have to. Um, they're not going to stick around if they're completely incapable of selling a beer to somebody, but giving them a little bit more and a lot more if they're interested, we find is a really great way to connect people to the company, connect them to what we're doing and keep them excited. I um, mean, we, like, we do like 150 different beers a year. So even just keeping some of that straight is, is a lot. So trying to, trying to keep people engaged with that is, is a, a challenge, but it's a fun challenge.
0: Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, I love your. I love your point that this is definitely something that builds culture, right? It brings people closer together. You have uh, a connection there among the different departments, but that other point that you made of confidence, it makes a world of difference for any position uh, to have that base level of confidence, and you can't get that without education. Uh, so you mentioned that as you've continue to evolve the program, uh, you definitely, uh, do the basic beer training through the Cicerone. So the certified beer server so that people can have that certification moving forward. Uh, is there more advanced training that you offer within your program?
1: Yeah. So we do a few different things. Uh, we, the, the one that's been going on the longest is really just, uh, it's a level two certified Cicerone training program. That is, uh, I say it's, it's optional. It's certainly optional. There have been some people that have been encouraged to participate, but anybody who's gone through the certified CICERON, uh even just studying or done the exam knows that you really got to want to do that. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of information and it takes time. But what we've done is usually um, once a year or so, I'll, I'll do a class of maybe 10 or 15 people at the brewery and we pull people from kind of anywhere. Um, anybody that's interested and we do like a three or four month, like weekly class where we're tasting through a bunch of beers and learning a lot more in depth. And then the deal is if you do the class, Ryan Guy space for your test. So um, it allows us to be able to uh, get people uh, excited about learning more and trying a bunch of styles that maybe they've never had before and, and again, building that confidence. So pretty much, you know, all, all our sales leadership, all of our taproom leadership have, have done the class and, you know, we have something like, um, over the years, we've had 30 or so certified Cicerones come through Rheingeis. Uh, some, some have gone on to go other places, um, but I think we have... 15 or 18 at the brewery right now out of, you know, 300 people. Uh, so that's, that's been a really, uh, a really fun program. Um, I'm excited to get that back. We sort of tried to do one, uh, during COVID. Uh, it, it just, it's really tough. Um, I mean, such a big part of certified Cicerone is, is the tasting and, and getting together. And, and so much of what was fun about the class was for people to connect and doing that remote was a little tough. Um, we, we got through it, but, and then uh beyond that, we we try to just do other things. Um we, we try to offer different piecemeal options. One of the things that I just recently uh wrapped up is uh kind of a Rangeist 101 training that we finally put to uh to video for onboarding, basically. Um but it's not policies or you know, uh rules or handbook stuff or benefits. It's just about a little bit about the beer industry, our context within it. Uh that's something that I, I think is really important that a lot of folks maybe don't spend enough time on uh thinking about especially people that you know I've been in the industry for a decade and a lot's changed. And I think having an understanding of what that looks like is helpful to understand where things are going. I think you have to have that attitude of yeah, just because it was like that two years ago doesn't mean it's like that anymore. The industry is, is young and constantly evolving and adapting and, and, and changing. And I think holding holding too tight to the norms is is, is not beneficial. So uh, putting together things like that, um, I do a lot of uh, do little videos for our sales team uh, that particularly are, are really for our outer market folks, uh, the people that aren't based in Cincinnati. We kind of realized that because I'm based in Cincinnati, the people that are based in Cincinnati have a lot better access to me and, and my time and my energy. So trying to put more things together kind of on video, uh, through email, um, virtual, various virtual options um, for, you know, we have folks based all over the country, or at least all over our footprint, which is nine states right now. So um, making sure they stay connected to what we're doing is,
0: is really important. No, well. for sure. So you had mentioned uh, that you have a background in education. Um, and, and this, I think, is a crucial point in why the way you educate is really smart, especially when you mentioned doing you know short videos. I mean, that's a fantastic training tool. So do you want to explain your background and kind of how you've translated that into building educational programs?
1: Sure. Uh, I, I think,
0: I don't know, I think to some extent it just
1: uh,
0: allows me to, to be a little bit
1: uh, more, uh, I think of it as a very casual style, but I think that that probably comes from the fact that I've been surrounded by it for, for a, a long time. Um, my, my background uh, sort of before beer was academia, so um, I, I have a master's degree in basically marine ecology, and um, so everyone always talks about, oh, biology, that must be really great for brewing. And I was like, I studied sea slugs. It doesn't really, uh, the, the, the content doesn't translate, but the attitude and the, the mindset does and, and that sort of uh, inquisitive and curious nature of, of the scientific side. So very engaged with that, very excited about that. And then I also, I, I taught high school uh, briefly. Um, and I think that that gave me a good insight into just understanding that people connect with things in different ways and to not take it personally if something doesn't work for somebody. Um, I'm kind of always happy to, you know, if I can, um, you know, let's, I'll meet people where they are. Um, I think that's, uh, I think one of the things that some of the, the, the people that are maybe a little bit more negative towards some of their, their beer experts or beer education programs haven't always had that experience and, and they've, they've felt, um, you know, felt other. And I think that's something that, We, as people that have been in the industry for a long time, for a lot of reasons, uh, really need to get better at and, and sharing our experience and, and yeah, some knowledge, but that's going to help make beer be open and and available and approachable for, for people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in our tap room right now and, um, I, you know, one of my favorite things is just watch people walk into the tap room, uh, for the first time. Uh, We have a pretty big space. It's, it's, you have to walk up some steps so you earn it. Um, and, and just seeing people kind of be in a big brewery often for the first time. And, you know, you can see stainless steel and, and all all that goes into it. And then my, my biggest fear is that they, they leave without finding something that connected with them. I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe it's the snacks, maybe it's the architecture, but hopefully it's a beer or a cider or a cocktail or a a hard crack beverage or a t-shirt. Right. Um, we offer a lot of things. I mean, we've had wine in here since we opened, we brought cider uh, into our portfolio about three years after we opened. Now we're in Ohio, we're fortunate that we can get a wine production permit and and make our own cider. But our attitude has kind of always been, um, you know, if you don't like, one of the things we have, we're we're sure as site going to try to offer something that you do. And that means that there's a lot of stuff to choose from, and that can also be overwhelming. And so we really want to have our team and, you know, have our our environment be, be welcoming. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're nailing it 100% all the time, but I hope we're getting better, and, and, and it's something that we think about.
0: I mean, and the, what you said, it, it sounds like it translates very well in the way that you educate, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there. There's no one size fits all education wise. You know, there are some people who you can hand them a book and say, memorize this book and they'll just run with it and be done. But, you know, even to your point about the pandemic, like for some people learning virtually is just not possible. They need to be in the room with the people hands on the object, you know, to really grasp the the information. And so the fact that you've been able to kind of cater and, you know, shift as far as, you know, the needs of your team, uh, is, is great. And, um, so do you have anything that you're working towards with your education program as far as, you know, as it continues to grow, if there are any goals or, or things that you're looking forward to in the future? Yeah, there's a, there's a
1: couple of things that I kind of have in, in the hopper that, that I'd like to, to either put some time to, or put some more time to, um, one is uh, for a couple of years before, before the pandemic started, we were doing uh, some customer facing stuff. Uh, we called it brew Academy and it was, it was pretty, pretty nerdy. Um, I mean, these were like two hour, like pretty intense kind of lectures with tasting that I gave. And it was one of those situations where I think the people that came really enjoyed it, but it's a tough sell. I mean, it was, uh, we were bringing in beer from other breweries and that Make, made it expensive and, you know, I, you know, it was like, we do a, a, a class on Belgium and Belgian styles. And so we're bringing in all these classic Belgian beers. Um, but it, it made the sort of effort to engagement math not, not work out super great. And I'd love to find a way to, to do more of that, but in a, a little more approachable way. Um, I'm also trying to, now that travel is getting to be a little bit more available, you know, we're in nine states and I'm in Cincinnati. Uh, so I'm trying to spend some more time out in our markets. And part of it's selfish for me to understand kind uh, of how Ranggeist resonates in different places. Uh, it's really fascinating to me how, you know, different beers and different styles hit differently in different places. And it's just, that's just, that depends on what else is in the market um, and, and our effort. And honestly, sometimes even just the, the sales team member that we have in that market, you know, um, I always tell, you know, when I'm talking to our bartenders, it's like, people are going to buy what you like, whether you like it or not, because they're going to pick up on, on your energy and your excitement about things. So, you know, use that or don't, but know that it's going to happen. You know, um, they're, they're going to see you light up and and be excited about a style. They're going to want to try it. They may not like it, but they're going to be interested. Um, so, so kind of doing some of that, some of the group Academy stuff, some uh, some more connection to our markets and, and to our customers. Um, I I do a fair amount of stuff with you know our wholesalers when they come visit. You know I often will sit down and do kind of, I, don't know, I always always joke when like accounts and wholesalers come in. I don't try to sell them Rheingeist. I just talk about beer. Um, I, I'm not officially part of our sales team, so I don't feel the need to try to sell Rheingeist to people. Um, I think our beer is fantastic, and uh, I, I'll put it up against uh, anything out there. But a lot of times when these groups come in, I'm just talking about beer. I talk about ingredients, I talk about process, I talk about styles. I do some guided tasting. Sure, that tasting is likely to be our beer, but you know, I always say, you know, if they're in Kentucky, it's you know, it's not that's Nicole's job to, to sell you beer. My job is to tell you about it and make you excited about buying it. So, um, and that goes to another thing that I think is. Um, I think it's really important to have that education piece. And I like being separate or at least partially separate from just simple sales motivation. It's one of the things that we, when we built my position, that was something that we, we took very seriously Um I like the ability to, you know, not have to answer to sales numbers or uh, the marketing team directly. I mean, I certainly do in the way that we're a business and, I get along with those folks, but I'm, I'm free to kind of talk about things in the way that I think makes sense for, for Geist, share things and, and, and have those conversations with our sales team and, and those honest conversations. Um, and, and I think that's, that's an important distinction to understand that, look, you know, people are very rarely one brewery or one beer loyal in the craft world. Craft is all about trying lots of things. And, you know, maybe, maybe somebody is really into porters, right. But it doesn't mean they're only going to drink one porter. They're going to drink every
0: porter. Yeah, There's some product. major, uh, major apps designed specifically so, for you to try as many beers as possible and keep track of it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Sure are. Um, that, that can send us <laughs> on a spiral, but um, yeah, there's, uh, there, there's, there's great opportunity to, I think it's also why it's important to engage with the broader industry. Um, you know, I would say like, I want everybody's IPA in Cincinnati to be delicious. Our flagship is an IPA, but I want every single brewery making great IPA because I don't want somebody's first IPA to not be good. I want them to have a good IPA and then want to try more IPAs and then understand all the different nuances of IPA. So, uh, that really motivates me to be involved, uh, In our industry as well, both uh, within Ohio and more broadly with the Brewers Association and organizations like that, Um, I can't imagine where I would be without the help of people that came before me. So I think it's important to kind of continue that cycle. And if if dumb things that I've done can uh, help people not do more dumb things, let's do it.
0: Man, what a what a perfect uh, end quote about education. I think that's just that's just perfect.
1: That's pretty much what it's about.
0: That's amazing. Honestly, if uh, if more college professors had that outlook, I think we'd have a lot less uh, a lot less ego in the world. So yeah,
1: it might might be, might be part of why I'm not a college professor.
0: No shade to <laughs> academia. We know it's hard. Um. Yeah. Oh man, that,
1: that's the reality of why I'm not a college professor. I know well, too many.
0: of them. Um, Chris, thank you so much, uh, for taking the time. Um, is there, before, before we sign off, is there anything exciting, uh, coming up for the world of, uh, Rheingeist, uh, brewing? Yeah. I
1: mean, we just, we just celebrated our ninth anniversary. Um, so that was, that was really kind of a, a big event, a b- big event for us. Um, I, really the, the one thing I would, I would plug is, and this is going to be like your, your classic, uh, non-answer to some extent, but don't sleep on the Midwest y'all. Um, come out to Cincinnati, please come to Rheingeist and check it out, check out our space. But um, there really are some phenomenal breweries doing some, some really cool things uh, here in the, the old flyover States. Uh, You know, uh, I I think Cincinnati as a city is really exciting. Uh, It's a great place to come visit and we'd love, we'd love to have y'all. No, I'm going
0: to, I'm going to back up that point. I think, I think there's some amazing beer coming out of, I mean, just Ohio in general, you've got Columbus, and and all of the midwest states i mean you've indiana illinois like every
1: yeah i mean there's there are we we just reached there are now 400 breweries in ohio oh wow um, so there's yeah. there's no, there's I think i think it's
0: definitely like definitely don't sleep on it and you know here in dc like we we're lucky because you know we get access to all kinds of beers um and so i've been lucky enough to have your beer on on a few occasions when it gets like a special you know shipment and um, but, you know, it's it's definitely, I think it's definitely worth the trip. Definitely a little summer excursion. So, no, thank you. That's a good call out. That's, that's not a non-answer. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much. Um, I, I think what you're doing at your brewery is is awesome. And I would say to, you know, smaller breweries or breweries just getting started, you don't have to have some, you know, fancy, formal, education system set up you know it can start as a casual get together to talk about beers and it really does build culture build confidence it makes it makes a really big difference thank you so much for uh listening in if you have any questions comments concerns reach out at beer me radio on instagram or beer Radio at gmail.com please follow like subscribe give all the stars anywhere you get podcasts and we appreciate you We will catch you next time. Cheers.